And now, down in the dugout, powered by Scout Scoops. Hello and welcome to another edition of Down in the Dugout, the show that covers everything baseball and so much more. On tonight's show, we are discussing the new MLB The Show Next Gen trailer, which just dropped. And we're also going to take a look at what teams are looking good early on in spring training. First, though, as always, I'm your co-host, Bob Collars, and joining me is the other co-host, Scott Spindler. Also on the show tonight, we welcome back a great friend of the show. You may know him as Nutsy Poo. Here, we refer to him as Logan. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Hey, Bob. Thank you both for being on again tonight. We appreciate it. Um, as as always, we start each segment now or each show with a little segment called Around the Horn, where we talk about the going-ons of the world revolving around baseball and sports gaming and, and more. And so uh, let's go ahead and do that. Logan, since you're a guest on the show a lot, but we're happy to have you, uh, what's on your mind tonight, sir? So, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff, right? We just started spring training. Uh, that's always an exciting time, uh, especially as a Pirates fan this year, because uh, we're seeing a lot of prospects up in spring training that maybe we not might not get a chance to see for another year or two at the big league level. So I actually, the Pirates were on TV today for the first time against the Detroit Tigers. And um, being able to say, see Key Brian Hayes out there, he he makes great contact every time he touches the ball. I can't wait to watch him play. But then you guys, you have guys like Travis Swaggerty, who's going to be up in the league within the next couple of years. And the one I was the most excited about got to start today, uh, O'Neill Cruz, who I, I hope he hits this year, but realistically, he's probably not going to hit until next year. Um, but oh my Lord, is he massive. At 6'7", goodness, he is a big boy. Uh, it was fun to get to watch the Pirates finally on TV. Baseball is back. That's always, you know, a lot of fun. It's it's a good time of year. We're past that NFL kind of drought after the Super Bowl. Pitchers and catchers reported, and now we're into spring training games. Um, it's time for America's pastime. It's time for them to take over center stage for the next handful of months. And uh, I can't wait, even though my Pirates are going to be very bad. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, Scott? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I think uh, Logan hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, it is exciting to see the Pirates. I mean, you know, they obviously are going to have a rough year this year. But I, I do think that, uh, you know, Cabri Cabrian Hayes is a special – I mean, he's a special player. He's uh, – obviously going to be uh you know a superstar in this league i that's my opinion anyway uh, i think most most people's opinion of that um but it's funny because um if you look at the odds there's recent odds that came out on the national league rookie of the year and uh, the pirates have two in the top 10 um cabrian hayes was the favorite at four to one and then o'neill cruz was 14 to one so that's kind of exciting as a pirates fan to see two you know two potential young players um, you know, who could uh, be rookie of the year. So, I mean, that just goes to show that the talent that they have in that organization. And I mean, it might be a rough year this year, but you know, they. <laughs> always, always. Every time I start talking, oh. sorry guys. No, I tell you, you're good, brother. 
Yeah, I mean, along those same lines with O'Neal, um, I'm excited to see him play, but he's in an unfortunate situation right now, which, like, if any of you guys follow the Pirates, uh, he's a shortstop. They have yep. him playing middle infield right now. He is a six-seven shortstop, which would make him the tallest shortstop <laughs> in Major League Baseball history if he hits the majors as a shortstop. <sighs> He struggled in the uh, Caribbean League over the winter. He had six errors in like 15 games at shortstop. They need to decide to move him to right field. He is the natural replacement for Gregory Polanco when he gets shipped out at some point this year. Move him to right field right now. Let's be done with the O'Neill Cruz at shortstop. What is he? Uh, what is your uh, your opinion on Cole Tucker? Where do you think he eventually ends up? Cole Tucker is. It depends on whether or not his offense develops. Defensively, he is very good. Um, he has the personality to be the face of a franchise. Like he has great that guy. great guy, great yeah, guy, infectious personality. Yep. But his offense just hasn't been there, yep. which makes me think that ultimately he's going to be uh, like a utility guy. Uh, I think he's going to be able to play second. Short they played stop, some center third. field last year yeah, they and moved around field. a lot, which is good. I mean, it gives them a, you know, it's always nice to have those players that you can, you know, you can plug around in, in different positions throughout the season. Cause you know, obviously there's the injuries are going to start to pile up at some point. And these guys haven't played a full season now in a couple of years. So it's going to be a, a season where I think a lot of players are going to get used. You know, we were just talking about it before we came on, but it looks like uh, the triple A season is going to get pushed back. It was originally supposed to start in April. It's looking like it's not going to start till May. So they're going to be using alternate sites again, uh, which is, you know, kind of expected, I guess, you know, so you're talking that major league season is going to start early April. Uh, so for the first month, I, I would assume they'll be using the alternate sites just like they did last year. And, you know, you'll have a, a handful of players there who will be, you know, kind of fed to the major league team as they need them. But, you know, some of these teams, I mean, from, you know, uh, just looking at some of the rosters and looking at some of the, the, the lineups and the rotations that are going to be going into the season, you know, they're talking about the Rays might go with, you know, 10 starting pitchers, you know, it's, it's going to be a crazy, crazy baseball season, you know, especially early on until some of these guys get their arms, you know, extended and, and you know, they can start throwing some pitches. And um, so it, it should be a lot of fun to see how different these different teams uh, approach it, I guess. Uh, I, I do think that there are some teams that will probably stick to the standard, you know, five-man rotation. But then I think you'll get teams like the Rays, like I said, that, that will probably try some different things like they did a few years ago when they were going with the opener and all that kind of thing. So it, it should be uh, it should be a very interesting first couple months of the season, I would think. Yeah, I think the Pirates are going to be in another one of those teams that run a lot of starters. Uh, I think it's not going to be a, something that they want to do, but I think they want to get eyes on a lot of different people at a lot of different positions. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them use six, six, seven, eight starters throughout the first couple of months to kind of figure out what the rotation is going to be moving forward. Like I said, they're going to be a dumpster fire this year, but it's to be expected. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, but that also makes them a, a good team to uh, play in uh, MLB the show as well. Right. Try to rebuild that franchise. Yep. For sure. For sure. It's going to be that rebuild process. Woof. Year, year two, year three is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, year one, 60 games. That's the hope. 
Well, I saw, I did see you uh, tweet out a, a graphic for your uh, future franchise. You'll be playing on MLB the show 21. So that was kind of cool and kind of exciting. That was a really, really cool graphic actually. Yeah. Big shout out to crazy coach for uh, crazy coach gaming on Twitter for any of you guys. But yeah, if you saw my Twitter, I, I tweeted out a graphic uh, for our PS five MLB, the show 21 franchise. Uh, we're naming it the young bucks. Nice. Um very effective the the three players on it you got brian reynolds you got mitch keller you got key brian hayes the three players at the major league level right now that that team's going to be building around and um the rebuild's going to be even more difficult than it was last year so we'll see we'll see how it goes very very cool very cool you know and, and uh to follow up on what you guys were just talking about same thing uh mlb.tv has been on my tv constantly throughout the day uh, even though the Cubs weren't on TV yesterday, uh, I ended up watching some of the Yankees, a little bit of the, I think it was the Braves. Today I watched Cubs, Kansas City. You know, when I look at the Cubs, uh, once again, I don't take anything in the first couple of weeks too serious in spring training. Uh, I think the Cubs are set in their uh, position players. I really don't see much of a battle going on. Uh, but when I look at that st- starting rotation, that's where what you guys were talking about. It becomes very interesting. Obviously, with the Cubs, you're going to have Hendricks and Davies locked in at one or two. Let's see what Arietta brings back. You got who's going to fill out four and five right now? Some people will tell you Alec Mills. Some people will tell you Trevor Williams. You know all about him, uh, Logan. Uh, and then you've got you know if any of those guys get injured or faltered, you got Alzale back down there. You've got Shelby Miller, Callan Ray, Tyson Miller, uh, and even. Even they might give Braylon Marquez a look, a look. So that's what I'm looking at in spring training. Um, you know, for the first couple of weeks, these guys are just working on locations and spotting the ball and getting back into shape. And so it's not so much about the sport of baseball as what I'm seeing, you know, going on and, and who's getting some time out there and who's making the most of that time. So Yeah, I was, I was looking at the Cubs myself and, and yeah. you know, it's funny because I know we, we like to make fun of you a little bit with the Cubs and stuff like that. Yeah, and and I'll be, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, the Cubs, I think do have some opportunities. I mean, their pitching staff obviously has some holes in there, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, they do have some potential guys that if they hit on them, you know, uh, Marquez is one of them and Adelaide is another, like those guys could be potential frontline starters. So yeah. It, it, you know, it's one of those teams where, I mean, everybody's kind of saying, you know, the Cardinals are going to win a division and the Brewers. And I think those two teams are obviously going to be there, but I wouldn't count the Cubs out yet. I think the Cubs have a, a, you know, as a legit shot as anybody to contend in the division, at least for a few months, if they can hang in there and then, you know, who knows? I mean, Jake Odorizzi is still out there. I mean, nobody's signed him. He's, right. you know, fr- from what I'm hearing, he's, you know, looking for a three-year contract in the, you know, 40, $45 million range, which, you know, a lot of teams aren't willing to, to bite on yet. Um, and his best bet might be to hang around a little bit, wait, wait a little bit till the season starts or gets closer to the season starts, seeing if a team gets an injury and then, you know, who knows? I mean, some team might be willing to give him that at that point, you know, but uh, he's a guy who could definitely help a contender. Uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, even from a Phillies perspective, he'd be a great addition to that team. Um, you know, the twins again, you know, all these teams that are maybe a pitcher, away from having a very, very solid staff. Um, you know, there were some rumors about him going to Boston, you know, some rumors about him going to uh, uh, 
obviously the Cardinals have heard some different things, but you know, there are some, some options out there. And obviously if the Cubs could hang around till the all-star break and uh, you know, you never know. I mean, I, I do think the, you know, the, the, the Cubs are going to have some issues, obviously, you know, uh, regarding Chris Bryan and, you know, Javier Baez. And I mean, they got all these contracts that are coming due, you know, and it's, it's like that typical cycle of, you know, it's time to pay the piper for the young players you had and the winning you did when they first came up, you know, and uh, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, I, I think the best bet for the Cubs with Bryant is hopefully he starts off hot, you know, and maybe they can end up, you know, shipping him somewhere, getting a nice package back in return you know, while still contending, you know, that would be, I think the best, best case scenario for the Cubs. Uh, but it should be fun. should be fun to see, uh, see how it all works out. I, yeah. uh, oh, go I ahead. was going to say the, I, speaking of Chris Bryant, he's given me one of my three favorite moments so far of spring training, uh, Chris Bryant hitting a nuke off of Arietta <laughs> made me so happy that <laughs> that whole clip. I love Chris Bryant. I hate Jake Arietta. That is, that was easy. One of my favorite clips of spring training so far. Jazz Chisholm hitting an absolute moonshot to open spring training for the Marlins made me very excited. He's probably my favorite non-pirate in, in the majors right now, uh, mostly because I got to watch him when he was here in Missoula mm-hmm. with, the, with the Osprey back in the, back in the day. So I love Jazz. And then my third clip. By the way, Jazz is a big contributor to scout scoops from last yeah. year he played in our tournament was involved in a lot of things we did so big shout out to jazz we uh you know we still root for you and we uh we support support you in your uh your run to an all-star with the marlins then it's neither here nor there i lost out on one of his game used jerseys with the osprey last week on a, a auction but i'm not salty about that at all um and then my third clip is i hated trevor bauer period I hate him more in a Dodgers uniform. Like he put on the blue and it accelerated my hatred of Trevor Bauer just exponentially. Well, There's I, just I, something about that team that just makes me so frustrated. I think we were having this conversation a few weeks ago when he had that whole um, online spat going on with uh, Syndergaard and mm-hmm. I think it's right. Stroman and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Bauer obviously is super talented. You know, he, he reminds me a lot of Kurt Schilling. You know, when Kurt Schilling came up, it was like took him a couple of years to really start finding him, himself and finding his stuff. And then he eventually did. And he ended up becoming, you know, a, a big time pitcher, you know, won, won, a, won a World Series and, and you know, uh, just, you know, tons of strikeouts. Um, and Bauer reminds me of him uh, pitching wise, uh, a lot of this, you know, his stuff. But it's he's one of those guys that no matter where he goes, he just seems to, uh, you know, uh, irk people, I guess you could say, you know, full of talent. Um, You know, I love watching him pitch, um, but, uh, you know, sometimes uh, I think he just uh, doesn't know when to stop or doesn't know when to shut up, I guess you could say. (laughs) But, uh, you know, hopefully he, uh, you know, hopefully he can uh, just keep uh, keep improving on the field and um, live up to the hype of the contract that he just signed. You know, before we move on, I just want to say uh, we were talking about teams we're watching. And can I just say what a difference that DJ LeMahieu makes in that Yankees lineup? Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy just exhibits the essence of baseball. Now, while that sounds cliche, you've got a lineup that is really uh, conducive to 
gap power and obviously home run power, and that's great. But they're big, bulky, although athletic. But DJ LeMahieu, watching him play, and I've watched him twice already, and even early on in spring training, he is really uh, the catalyst mm-hmm. to that. And I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, obviously I'm a Cubs fan, but I'm a baseball fan also, and I just love focusing on players like him. Um, and and I, I'm interested as long as he can stay healthy this year. You know, if he stays healthy, I, 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 that lineup scares me. If he's oh, yeah. out of if he's out of that lineup, I'm not sure how dangerous that lineup is and maybe uh maybe maybe you can pitch your way around that lineup a little bit yeah i I mean i really do and that may sound a little ridiculous but i think if dj stays healthy that team if the pitching staff holds up and i keep going back to this that team is just scary that whole american league east is scary yeah the yankees lineup is absolutely disgusting top to bottom their pitching is always going to be whether or not that can hold them up for the rest of the year. Along those same lines, uh, my regional team, uh, the Seattle Mariners, right. are officially in the future. And being able to watch Kyle Lewis, Jared Kalenic, and Julio Rodriguez, all three in the outfield for spring training so far, that squad is going to be the Cubs from 2016 within the next two years. Like, there is just talent all the way up and down the roster. And if they they can make them, you know, the upper management changes necessary to make sure they can be successful. Good Lord. Good. They have have to find a way to keep Kalenic Mm because you know, the the rumors are he's not real happy there right now. So that's, that's going to be a huge piece for them um, is finding a way to keep him happy and uh, you know, get him, get him signed long-term at some point, you know, if he, you know, obviously they think he's going to be the player they, everybody else thinks he's going to be. Um, But yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, Julio, I mean, he, he hit some bombs. I mean, that guy's got some legit power. So they are, you know, and I still, I still love Evan White at first base. I still think Mm -hmm. he's, he's a nice player. I think he's got some nice pop, uh, really nice gloves. So they have a lot of young talent. So I agree. I think they're going to be, you know, they're definitely going to be up there uh, for the, for the, uh, you know, the next few years, it's going to be fun to watch them. Let me ask you both of this, your favorite team got to take them out of the equation. You have, you have the MLB package, but you only get two teams. You can watch the, those two teams all year long. Logan, who, 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 who are you watching? If, if I can watch two teams all year long. Yep. Not, Pirates not included. I am taking San Diego, just because I think they're going to be so much fun to watch this year. And then I want to say the Mariners, but I think that they're still a year away. So I think I'm going to say the Mets. Mets. I think that they're really, really intriguing. And honest to God, Francisco Lindor looks like he was made to wear the blue and orange. Like he looks so good in that uniform. Um, Hopefully they can you know, have a resurgence because I think major league baseball is at its best when the Mets are high and the Yankees are high. When you have that, that rivalry across leagues in New York, I think major league baseball is at its peak. Oh, good. Scott, what about you? I I have to agree on one hand with the Padres. I I think the Padres are just going to be so much fun to watch. You know, I, I just think that they're just, you know, not even the players at the major league level, but the farm system and the guys that they have that are so close you know, Mackenzie Gore. I mean, 
they're just loaded. And I, I just think that they're going to be a lot of fun to watch just from so many different perspectives. I mean, obviously, you know, you got Tatis and Machado and, um, you know, Cronenworth and they're just, they're just loaded, you know, and they got the, you know, all these pitchers they brought in and, um, you know, they, they, you know, I, I still see them going to get another piece for their bullpen at some point, you know, um, you know, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of rumors about Josh Hader eventually ended up there, which, I mean, you throw him at the back of that bullpen. That's, that's a scary, scary team. Um, but I, in the American league, you know, there's a team that I think not a lot of people talk about that. I think, you know, not this year. I do think that this year they're going to hang around and they're going to give some teams trouble, but I, I'm kind of keeping a close eye on the Kansas city Royals. You know, I, I, I like the Royals a lot. I like the Kansas city Royals. I think that they, they brought in, you know, some key pieces. I do like Carlos Santana. Um, I love the Andrew Benatini move. Um, and I love their farm system. You know, they got some really good arms in that farm system. They're very close. They're, they're a team that, you know, in the next couple of years is going to, you know, give a lot of teams trouble. Um, that division is, I think, going to be turning from the Indians and twins to the White Sox and Royals over the next couple of seasons. I think you'll start to see those two teams fighting it out, you know, for a while. Uh, I do love, like I said, I love their pitching. Um, there's a guy in their bullpen that isn't really a household name that people don't, uh, don't know a lot about. I think unless you're a, a Kansas city fan or you're a big baseball fan, but Josh Stallman, I mean, he's got, he's got some nasty stuff at that back end of that bullpen. And, uh, you know, he's, he's probably not going to be their closer this year, or at least to start. I mean, I think Holland's going to close out, but he's nasty. You know, I mean, have you, have you guys got to see him pitch at all? Have you seen any of the stuff he, he has? Is a battle royale sleeper in oh, MLB yeah? the show. He's so <laughs> disgusting in MLB yep. the show because he's he's one of the few guys that has outlier. So he hits 102 consistently. Yep, 102, on his 102. Fastball. Yep. Oh my goodness, he is gross. Yep. He's got an arm and he's gonna be a, a lights out closer at some point, and you know, probably at some point this season, I would think. Um, you know, they got a lot of guys coming up in the in the system, you know, Daniel Lynch and uh, Asa Lacey and they got Bobby Witt Jr. They got a lot of good players coming up. Uh, so they're going to be fun to watch. I, I would probably, you know, uh, be willing to, you know, check them out quite a bit if, uh, if I had to uh, pick a couple teams. So yeah, there's a lot of teams, man. There's so many teams that, you know, uh, being a baseball fan, you want to check out just because of different prospects on certain teams or guys coming right. up. But, but yeah, I think the Padres and Royals would be two fun teams to watch. Yeah. You know, I've got to agree with you on the Padres for reasons we've already talked about, but there is a team out in the East and there's so many teams. You're right. There are a lot of teams out there that are just going to be flat out fun to watch this year. I think that's fact. Major League Baseball is in a good place right now between having young talent come up and start to display itself and having veterans of the game uh, still there in their prime. Uh, but one team that I just uh, am really excited about, and that is the Blue, and we've talked about it, and that's the Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. I love that lineup. Uh, it's young, it's energetic, mm -hmm. it's, got some, it's got power. Don't care very much for the, for the staff much. Uh, but you know, you look at that lineup and we talked about, you've got Bo and you've got, um, uh, Lords and you've got, uh, um, Vlad jr. Who's lost 42 pounds and looks amazing. He Logan, looks I think a it was you, different person. doesn't he, you brought him up. I believe it was a couple nights ago. Yeah. Uh, and you, that they, uh, added Springer and you've got Simeon and is it, is it Torres? I mean, I love that lineup. Now, while the staff may not hold up throughout the whole year, that lineup, if it stays healthy, I think is formidable. And uh, that's why, 
And, and like I said, that's why I think the American League East is uh, it's tough to go right along with the National League East. So, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And they, they yeah. still have that uh, Nate Pearson, too. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's another guy yep. coming, you know, with a, with a nice big arm. He he, uh, you know, has a lot of potential. So, yeah, the Blue Jays are right there. They're they're, yeah. you know, those, those them and the Yankees in the Rays in the East. That should be a fun, fun, uh, you know, season to watch those three teams fight it out. Yep, I agree. So, uh, well, let's uh, let's actually get started here on why we did this podcast tonight, gentlemen. Obviously, we talked a little bit earlier about it. Uh, SDS released uh, the very first reveal trailer for MLB The Show 21 Next Gen, a highly anticipated one, uh, one that confirmed some of the things uh, that we had uh, had suspicions on. Maybe didn't fill us in completely, so there's still there's still some things that need to be filled in over the upcoming weeks. But it was enough to get excited. So let's go ahead and just take a look at this trailer. Uh, it's pretty pretty short, just a couple minutes. But let's take a look, and then after we're done, let's uh, let's talk about what we see. All right, so there we go. Always uh, always a lot of fun. Love those uh, love those trailers. Love coach. But uh, Logan, what's your first thoughts when you see that? Uh, first thoughts are, I am with you. Fernando Tatis's puppet and coach's puppet are absolutely hilarious. And I, I love it so much. It reminds me of the old LeBron Kobe puppets that Nike used to have, which those commercials are still fantastic. As far as the trailer goes, the game looks beautiful. The game looks absolutely beautiful. Graphics are incredible. I'm curious to see what happens with the stadiums, because obviously we haven't seen a whole lot of graphics for like, you know, the, the actual major league baseball stadiums and how, how that's going to change. But Fernando Tatis looked incredible in that trailer. Like the hair, all of his accessories, like everything just looks so beautiful. And then as far as the stadium creator portion of it, which I'm really excited about as a franchise player, I am excited that the feature is back in, but I'm a little bit worried because we saw very, very limited things there. And one of the, the, the thing that's hard for me is what is going on outside of a stadium is almost as important as what's going on inside of a stadium in Major League Baseball. Like, why people believe that PNC might be the most beautiful park in America is because that backdrop you get over right field and center field when you're looking out of PNC. So if hopefully we can have more ability to change the backgrounds and that kind of stuff for stadiums. And if that's the case, it's going to be incredible. I can't wait to run franchises with relocation. Scott, what about you? Concerns, happy thoughts? No, I I mean, I'm super excited. I think I've, you know, I've said that before on one of the uh, earlier pods when we talked about, uh, you know, the potential of uh, what we were looking for, what we were hoping for, for this year. Um, The trailer, I mean, you know, the graphics, the hair, uh, Tatis, the, the player model look fantastic. Um, you know, I'm super excited about what the power of the PS5 can can bring to this game. Um, you know, having had the PS5 myself for, you know, since launch and gotten to see what it's done with, uh, you know, what 2K's done with it and, and what Madden um, and, uh, you know, even FIFA to a, to a certain level, um, what those games have done to it. Um, or with, or with the, you know, the graphics of the PS5 have done with those games, I, you have to be excited about the show, you know, um, you know, MLB, the show always takes it to the next level 
uh, graphically, I would think, you know, compared to some of these other games. And um, I, I just think that just the environments and, and just, you know, j- just, it, it just looked brighter and cleaner. And um, I, I think that that's where you're really going to see it, you know, uh, very similar to 2k, um, you know, just see the colors pop and, um, you know, super exciting. You know, I can't wait to see more features revealed and I can't wait to see, you know, the different things that, you know, are announced. Obviously we have the live streams starting believe next week on the 11th. So they start, so they're going every, I think every week until release. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those things start up soon. So we're going to obviously get a lot of informa- information during those. Um, the stadium creator, again, like Logan said, very, uh, very minimal information, but we got confirmation it's in next gen only, which we kind of suspected. I think, I, I think most people suspected that was probably going to be a next gen feature. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super exciting. I mean, there's obviously a lot of questions, you know, how does it work? You know, are they, can you share the stadiums you create? Is it, you know, a single stadium in a franchise you're playing? Is it, uh, you know, is it something different? So Again, I, I think, you know, um, you know, we still have a lot of questions, but I, you know, I can't help to be excited. Um, you know, a couple other things from the trailer that I saw that I, I was super excited about was the, uh, the 3D audio. I think that's super cool. You know, obviously, I think that's going to be cool, especially with the, uh, you know, it said, I believe it said, uh, you know, the specific, you know, 3D headphones are required compatible for, you know, compatible right. with it. Um, which obviously, I think that's going to make a huge difference if, if you have, you know, that, that, you know, that specific headphone for it. Um, the other thing that I thought was pretty cool is obviously the haptics. We know that the PS5 and the haptics is going to play a big, big part. in I think that game, uh, so that that's exciting. Um, you know, it's just, just very, very cool to kind of see that trailer today. I wasn't expecting it. I don't know if you guys were expecting anything like that, but it was just kind of, just kind of cool to see them finally put that out there. And, um, you know, just, uh, just, you know, the games, I believe 49 days away today. You know, yep. so uh, we're very, very, you know, we're very, very close to getting under that, you know, window of, you know, it's only a few weeks away. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun over the next five or six weeks, just getting, uh, you know, getting information and getting to see what they reveal. Um, I think every week we'll start to get some nuggets and, uh, you know, it should be fun. Yeah. I, oh, I go was going to say the along those same lines. Um, the one of the other things that they showed in the trailer is that it's going to be 4k 60 frames per second on both ps5 and xbox series s and x and i think that that's huge especially for like the the flow of the game and how game how good the game's going to look but then the other thing i saw someone bring up on twitter is i'm kind of curious to see how it gets implemented or if it gets implemented online because obviously mlb the show is both cross-platform play and cross generation play so if you're only allowing stadium creator on ps5 xbox series s and x how does that impact your ability to play online against someone who's on a ps4 or a xbox one x or s like is that it's a great question i mean it could mean it's something specific to franchise you know it could mean it's specific to franchise and it's not going to be able to be used in diamond dynasty or another mode um yeah i mean it's that's you know that i i think that's the big question is how you know how it's implemented so i'm sure we'll, we'll find out you know yeah and year. i agree that's what i was going to bring up logan is how are they going to implement it i i got all excited because we all wanted this well I, I shouldn't say we all but there's a large contingency of the community that wanted it um and it's here 
but you, you, you both pose very good questions is how, how are they going to implement it and, and where can it be used? And I think if we look at the stadiums they showed during the trailer, obviously there are a lot of, a lot of shareable assets that, that we witnessed there. And, and Logan, you hit on it, and I thought it was a wonderful point um, and, and very on point, and that's the MLB stadiums go beyond the walls, go beyond the stands. Uh, and you talked about it. I've I've sat in PNC multiple times, and you find yourself gazing out there, out center field, out right field, out, or yeah, out right field, and it's a beautiful backdrop. How are they going to implement that? Um, because if it's not done right, it really cheapens the creation tool as a whole. W would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I would 100% agree, right? Like, and it's not just PNC. Like, PNC is the right, right. example because I'm a you know a pirate <laughs> fan, but like every stadium is basically in a metropolitan area or mm -hmm. metropolitan area. So when you look out, you see the city. Like that's it's it's you're not seeing very many major league stadiums out in the boonies and then i mean then you have other questions too is like okay well what about stadiums on the water right like you have mm -hmm. at&t out in san francisco or um the proposed new stadium that the oakland a's are going to be in within the next right. few years that the renders just came out like that's right on the water how do you like are we going to have that potential like it's it just, it, there's so many questions and that's the hard part with these shorts is like, they're such short, small tidbits of information. Mm -hmm. And for something as big as this, as stadium creator, something we've been asking for since MVP baseball 07, like this, this is one of those modes that feels like it maybe should have waited until we could get full understanding of what's going on. You know, I, and I can buy into that. Um, I always go back. I think it was was a triple play '98 that had such an amazing stadium intro sequence before the game. Is that what it was? I think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And I keep hoping that we'll see something similar to that. Now, the only issue with that is, and what I loved a lot about that is it showed the surrounding area of each stadium as it flew in and, and played the music. Um, and it is, especially on high pop flies and long home runs, places like Wrigley, um, uh, and even PNC. And, and you mentioned it, Logan, um, it's not the 60s and 70s. We're not looking at the big A with just field behind it. We're not looking at Metropolitan Stadium with networks sitting out in the middle of the field. Every stadium is now engulfed by uh, a Metro feel. And so they need to be able to capture that. It's just, and, and if they can't, and if it's not done right, it really does. And I said it before and I'll say it again, it cheapens the implementation of the creation tool. It just does. That doesn't mean they're not allowed to make mistakes year one. They are, of course. And it can be a sequence of improvements from year one to year two to year three. And I think no one would be upset with that, but they just need to be very careful even in the genesis of this tool of how it is implemented. Um, yeah. 
I, uh, along those same lines, and I know we talked about this, you know, right before we went live on this podcast, I love Sony San Diego and I love MLB the show, but if there's one thing I can nitpick about Sony San Diego, it's how they implement improvements and features into the game. They seem to kind of drip it in as the improvement is ready rather than waiting for the improvement to be completely flushed out before they throw it in the game. And I mean, they took a lot of flack on it this year for franchise relocation because right. They, they had this franchise relocation tool and it was awesome. The creation suite for jerseys was sweet. It was just like what we had in DD, but then when you load into a stadium and you see the Washington nationals logo instead of your team's logo, like that's the kind of stuff that rubs a fan base the wrong way. And if they're not careful with something like this stadium creator, which so many people have wanted for so long, like that's the kind of thing that can rub a a fan base the wrong way across it, like a broad spectrum. So. No, I I definitely understand where you're coming from. I, I, I do. I do think that there was a lot of features that, you know, in the past that, um, you know, might've been limited because of the, you know, the power of the, the system, you know, and, and, you know, I do think now that we're on the PS5, I I think, you know, I think it's a whole new world, you know? So, um, you know, I know I'm super excited to, you know, to see what next gen brings. Um, I just, you know, just from playing some of the next gen, you know, games that I've, you know, played over the last few months and, you know, you have so many, you know, so many thoughts of, Hey, just think of how cool it would be to see, you know, this implemented in MLB the show, or, you know, if they go that route with it or, you know, so it, it's, it's very cool. I mean, obviously the, the, these next gen systems are super powerful compared to, right. you know, the, the older generations that, you know, not even the older, but I guess the, the current generations. Um, so I, I do think that we have a potential to see some huge, massive improvements over the next few years you know I, I think it'll it'll be in steps um but i am excited to see what uh what this year brings i think we got a lot of uh, good stuff to look forward to and uh it was like again I, I i you know i was super excited to see that stadium creator in that trailer i just think that you know it's it's gonna add a whole other level to um the franchise play in so many ways, you know, whether it's a regular franchise relocation or if you want to play a classic roster franchise or, or whatever it's going to be, there's just so many more options having a stadium creator. I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's going to be great. Right. And the one thing, the one caveat to this, and I'm interested to see, uh, once again, we keep talking about, about how it's implemented. And um, there's a lot of people who love the feature and they want to use created stadiums but they may not be super excited about building those stadiums. So are, are these created stadiums going to be shareable? Um, are there, is there, are they going to be part of a vault? Um, you know, I want to see that, that to me, that's a really important direction. I want to see how that goes. Um, and that's why I'm excited, you know, for the next couple of weeks. And I'm not saying we're going to know more about it in the next couple of weeks, but you know, that's uh, right at this juncture, all we can do is wait. But uh, yeah, I want to see what direction the stadium creator goes in regards to being shareable. Is it going to have its own vault? Things of that nature. One thing I will give constant credit to Sony San Diego for is that they do um, like large scale content creation so well. They do like crowdsource content creation better than maybe any other game on the market as far as sports games go. I mean, Obviously, Scott, you can attest to it. There's a massive community of people making rosters for the DD guys or the, you know, relocation guys. There's a 
just a ridiculously large vault of logos of any team that you could ever want. You could go out and find their logo and create their uniforms. So I'm hoping Sony San Diego sticks with it here on, on um, create a stadium, because if they do, you're talking about the potential of having a dedicated group of creators who all they will do is make stadiums. And you're, you're talking about the ability to have any minor league stadium you want, any major league stadium you want throughout history. Like that, that the thought of that is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's, almost, it's almost, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's almost hard to wrap your head around. It really no, yeah, is. It's, it's, yeah, but go ahead, Scott. It's not just like, I was just going to, you know, kind of go off of what Logan said. It is it's super exciting. I mean, you know, there's so many talented creators out there, content creators and, you know, I, I just think the uh, options and uh, possibilities are endless. You know, so it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun to see. You know, which which way this goes, and um, you know, if it's not implemented specifically this year that way, then we'll see. You know, hopefully in the future generations or future, you know, uh, not generations but future, um, you know, versions of the game. Um, but again, I mean, who knows? I mean, we'll see. I guess there's, there's still so many questions that we don't have the answer to, but, you know, we'll start to get answers shortly as the uh, live stream starts. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's getting down to crunch time with it. So we'll, we'll find out more as we go. Yeah, I agree. And uh, obviously um, when a new trailer drops, you know, we're going to be right here to cover it. We're going to do our best to cover it that night. Uh, kind of like what we've done tonight. So, but for this juncture, I think, uh, unless there's anything else, I think we've done a decent job of covering that trailer. I know it brought some excitement and uh, it made things start to feel real. Seeing the next gen. Yeah, absolutely. So once again, gentlemen, Scott, we want to thank you. Logan, thank you as always, sir. It's always an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. It really is. Thank you so much. Thanks, Logan, for jumping on and helping us out again as usual and uh, always being a part of uh, all the stuff we do it's always a blast thank you guys absolutely and for those of you listening at home or watching on uh, watching on youtube we want to thank you as always Um, we appreciate everything you guys do and being part of the community Um, if you do like what you hear and you do like what you see uh, please hit subscribe and if you have any questions or you need anything addressed hit us up on our social media pages and we will do our absolute best to get those questions answered in some way, some shape, or some form. So, but unless uh, there is anything else, gentlemen, I believe it is time for us to descend down to the dugout for one more week, and we will talk to you later. Thank you, and everybody have a great night.